Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Sparthing 160 EN podcast number 20. I am your host, Bruno, and I am joined here with my two good friends, Danny and Steph. How are you guys doing today? Doing all right. You know, they started off pretty bad. Sparthing wasn't helping it out, but, uh, you know, it got better throughout the day, and now it's, you know, I'm feeling really good. Love, love doing these podcasts with you guys. Really cheers me up. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get started on this, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel the same way. So, basically, I just want to, you know, uh, release my frustration about the, yesterday's <laughs> defeat. Right. And, uh, I'm glad that the podcast wasn't yesterday, and it's today, because I need a day to uh, get over the lost. I took it hard. I didn't like it. I was watching the, the goddamn game at my job on my phone. So I took my lunch break to watch the game. And mm-hmm. uh, then we lost. I took it hard. So let's talk about it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, before before we dive into that, though, before we dive into the game yesterday, I want to start out with um, last week on Thursday and the Europa League. Um you know, something that was good, a good result. Um, Spartan played at home um, to Quarabag. Quarabag. Sorry if I mess up on that pronunciation, but I'm going to go ahead and read the uh, starting lineup. We had Salayanko, Rostovsky, Kwatz, Mateu, and Acuna. I was very surprised to see Acuna at left back. Uh, then the midfield, we had Bataglia, Brun Fernandes, and Gudelj. And Rafinha Nani on the wings and Montero up top as the striker. Danny, uh, give me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, I, I was I was a little worried about this game. Uh, Karabag is, uh, as we mentioned in the last podcast, Pinta uh, Campion there in Azerbaijan. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, i seen the starting 11. I've seen Acuna finally at left back. I've seen uh, the first game or the first start. Uh, from Gudeli at number eight, and um, man, I, I was I was getting pretty excited, and and finally Pizzedo did the lineup I think we all wanted to see. Um, so we started off well, I think. I think Matu um, had a he had a free kick um, that hit the bar right away. Uh, I think it was in the opening eighth minute, eight minutes or something like that. Um, and then towards the end of the first half, Matu again, uh, looking more like a left winger than than a center back. Uh, taking on a man, doing a, a, a beautiful skill move to get past him, passes it to, to Monteiro, and then Monteiro sort of um, goes for the for the back heel, sort of side heel sort of thing. And um, um, Wagner, Karabag's goalie, was was up for it, or he was there for it. Uh, I don't know, maybe if he dummies it to Nani, uh, maybe Nani gets the goal there, but there is a defender close to him, so I can't really blame Montero for that. I've seen the effort, and it was a great idea at the end of the day, so I can't blame him for that. Um, you know, I think my, um, uh, Montero, like we mentioned last last podcast as well, he, he gives us a different dynamic in the team. Uh, maybe he's not the best finisher, but he's the best when it comes to uh, linking up play for us. So uh, I was really impressed with, with Montero uh, this, this game. Um, but yeah, and then the second half happened. Uh, and I think one thing that, that really... Um, uh, highlights, I guess, a sort of weakness in our midfield this year is that there is no William. And and, and it's proof of it in, in the first goal where um, Mathieu sort of gets the ball from defense, carries it a bit forward, and then launches a ball maybe 20, 30 meters to Bruno Fernandes, 
Bruno Fernandes just gives it to his side to Nani, who is wide open, and then Nani with the perfect ball to Rafinha yeah, uh, to make us one thing up. Um, and it's just that it was Mathieu basically took did what Battaglia and, and Gudeli, what at least I'd want from them a bit. Uh, I, I don't think they had necessarily bad games, but it's just that 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 I, William factor that that we're missing in in in, in this team. I think right now. I agree um, with you. It, it's like a. A lack of creativity, I guess you could say, coming from yeah. midfielders. I think, yeah. I think, I think they're better defensively than they are offensively. Definitely. And it's not even that. I, I think Gudeli's not even that bad on, on offense. I think definitely Batalla's definitely better on defense than he is offense. I think he's very clumsy and stuff like that. But it's more that you know William would do the the two jobs. He was decent defensively, but he would also push play forward. He was he was a six that can play an eight, and I think. The, these two guys, they're just two one-dimensional. I think Gudeli did good against Karabag. He, he played well as an eight. My only complaint about Gudeli, but it's normal. He didn't really have a preseason. Was that towards the end of the game, he sort of started to come off of it. He was very tired. It was evident that he was tired, but okay, it's it's up to, to match fitness. And I guess he's not quite there yet, but um, um, it's just, yeah, it's just that. It's just either one's good defensively and the other one's decent on short passes. There's not that long ball ability. And, and Mathieu basically did their job for them. But, hey, hell of a pass, hell of a goal. Um, no complaints from Nani and Rafinha. Rafinha just tucks it in. Again, beautiful ball from Nani. Um, and then, like I was saying with Kudeli, he, he was he was tired and making wrong decisions. He gave away the ball right on the top of the box. Um, not too long after we scored the first goal that maybe against a better team or or if Karabag maybe got a better angle on that, they could have easily scored and made it 1-1. Uh, okay, no harm done at the end of the day, but it's just certain small decisions that um, is really evident on, on, on what we're missing. Um, you know, and then we, we had a few other chances. Rafinha and Montero had decent chances on the wing. Kristofsky had a header that just went a bit wide. Um, and then, you know, Jovan comes in for Nani and a minute later he scores a goal with, uh, Monteiro doing some oh. magical work on the wings. Magical. I seen Absolutely. that clip. I seen that clip maybe 10 times because it's <laughs> that good, you know? Um, right. anyways, he dumb he, um, he makes the guy, not makes the guy, uh, passes the ball off to, uh, Rafinha, I believe it was, and Rafinha centers it. To Jovan and Jovan does what Jelson wishes he can do, and that's score a fucking goal. Part of my French, but he scores. He the kid knows how to finish. That's um, three or two, three goals and two assists in in five or six games now. The kid is on fire, but you know the, the Portuguese press will only talk about a kid in red. Um, but whatever, that it is what it is. I think we I think we had a really good a good game. I, I was very enthusiastic after the game. I thought. Um, we build a lot of on our performances from weeks prior. Um, Carabag at the same time, they, they don't have a team that can necessarily trouble us that much aside from their left back, which I wish had stayed in, in Portugal. I think he had a fantastic game aside from that. Uh, you know, there, there wasn't really any standouts in, from their team. Wagner did all right, but um, yeah. And, and Acuna, believe it or not, did amazing at left back. Who would have thought right. Better than Jefferson. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, that it was it was a good game. Uh, I'm glad Pazedu finally listened to us and, and put some of the players that deserve to be playing playing in their proper positions, like Aquinha. And um, and yeah, that's really all I got to say on the game. Uh, hello.
Yeah, hello. Okay, I guess we're still on. I think yeah. Bruno Bruno disconnected. So I'll no. take over. Steph, what did you what did you think of the game? Sorry, I rambled on for a bit. No, 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 it's fine. Um, well, I thought the same thing. Um, I think um, Sporting played a well game initially. Um, uh, when uh, Karabag um, well, was in full steam, uh, fitness wise, uh, when uh, when they could uh, um, basically. Uh, they they played a lower block, and their their intentions was not to win the game, uh, if if to win the game in a counter attack mode, uh, but they came with one plan just to not allow to, Sporting to score, and that backfired on them. Um, we won the game two nothing, and uh, and basically um, job well done by by Sporting, but I still see the same. I'm very concerned with the midfield still. The mm-hmm. dub, the double pivot that we, the the, the duo Bataglia, uh, Um I don't know if it's working out. Um, I would prefer to see maybe uh, give it a chance to Bruno Fernandes being number eight and put Nani as uh, as the um, the supporter for for Freddy Montero in this case because Bajdos is still not available. And I would put uh, Giovanni on the uh, the right wing, or Rafinha, swap them. But it's it's still not there. And maybe, like you said, maybe it's a question of uh, fitness uh, that uh, Gudelch is not still fit. That might be it. So let's hope it's that. And then uh, we have uh, we still have uh, what's his name Sturado coming in October. Mm-hmm. So maybe that will alleviate, and maybe he will be a solution for the midfield. Uh, but the game against Kattenbach was okay. But let's keep uh, keep things into perspective. Kattenbach, it's maybe like a team like in our Portuguese league, like a, a good Maritim or a good Quimarães, uh, but nothing more than that. I'm not going to compare Kattenbach with... Uh, with Porto, Bifico, Braga. Um, oh, for sure not. Yeah, so they, they're in a different um, level than our top teams in the Portuguese league. So we won. It was a convincing win, but we do have a problem in the midfield. The wings are functioning pretty well, but there's no connection between the midfield and the uh, offensive line, and that's a problem. You know, and uh, but the the Weffer game was well well deserved and it was important to win at home the first game of the league at Opera. Um and we uh, congratulations to our whole team and I I'm predicting we at least finish second in that group. Anything less than that it's uh it's very disappointing. And that's all I gotta say. Fair enough guys. Sorry about that. Uh, internet bill hasn't been paid on time it looks like no worries. You didn't pay. You didn't pay the bill, bro. You no, I didn't, pay, I didn't pay the bill, bro. So, well, luckily, I just contacted them. We're good. We're good. They're gonna give me till the end of this pod. That's <laughs> cheap. So, like an admir, cheap <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, to touch back on what Steph says, I mean, you look at the group. Other than Arsenal, uh, I mean, to not finish second would be 
would be disastrous. I even think we could potentially finish first. I I, I can't wait to see that game against Arsenal because I think we're going to give them a good game. Um, I think at least at home we will. Um, I could definitely see us finishing in first. Maybe I'm just shooting for the stars, but it wouldn't shock me if Spartan finished above Arsenal in the Europa League. Yeah. If Arsenal had Wenger, maybe, but... <laughs> well, anoint everybody. Hey, Nando. what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? I appreciate you guys uh, letting me jump in a little bit late here. But carry oh, on. Sure, uh, it's all good. It's all good. I don't know if you had any anything to say on the Quarabag game. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I enjoyed that game a lot more than I enjoyed the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Vaga game. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Well, that's that's what we're about to get into now. So let's jump forward. And, and Nando, um, I'll let you go first. But let me just read the lineup real quick sure. uh, for yesterday's game. Uh, away to Braga, we had Salonico, Rostovsky, Andre Pintu, Kwach, Acuna were the back four. Uh, Bataglia, Gudelj, uh, Bruno Fernandes were in the midfield. And then Nani and Rafinha playing on the wings with Montero again up top as the striker. Uh, Nando, what happened? What went wrong? Well, man, literally the opposite of uh, went, what went right with uh, with the Liga Europa game. I mean, it was kind of shocking to me a little bit that Spartan continue to still be that like bipolar when it comes to um, the games they play. Um, you know, we'll, we, we sat here and we raved about how well they played like for the first half against Bifika. And then we sat here and we raved about how well they played for the Tasa de Liga. And then um, I, I was listening to you guys and we played well. And I guess everybody agreed for the Liga Europa. And then for the Portuguese league, it's like they became um, scared. They became um, kind of a little apprehensive um, every time they had the ball and we were trying to push game forward, Sporting was out of ideas. At the end of the game, I'm reading tweets from all over the place about how maybe it's time to bench Nani, how maybe it's time to bring in Giovanni Cabral to start the game. It was just a mess. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that most of us would agree that um, Pizzeiro was outcoached, that Pizzeiro was a little scared again. Um, kind of like, you know, what? to me, it reminded me, of how we played the second half against uh, Benfica, where we fell back and we just kind of waited and hoped that things would go our way. So I, I didn't like the game at all overall. I think it showed once again that we need a solid striker. The midfield, Bruno Fernandes, in my opinion, didn't play very well. Um, Nani was uh, was not at his best. And then uh, us still not knowing what to do with like Acuna, whether he should start at, at left back like he did, or whether he should be further up in the pitch and then start a real left back at left back. It was just a mess, man. And it just seemed like Spartan went into that game hoping for the best and kind of expecting the worst. And I don't know about you guys, but that's the opinion that I have about the game and, and just what I got out of the game, like the perception of those players' attitudes and our tactics as a whole just let a lot to be desired. And that falls on Pizzeiro. Yeah. Uh, Steph, you, you had a lot to say, um, before we went live when we were discussing just the three of us, um, I'll let you go ahead and get a crack of it. What happened, man? Um, against Braga, it's, it's very typical of, uh, and I have no clue why, uh, but we could play well against, uh, A, B, C, D, and E, and all of a sudden we go to Braga or we go to Porto or we go to Benfica and we become a totally different team. And then all I hear is fucking excuses by by our coach and uh, and some fans and uh, dirigents and why 
would you change your way of playing? If you played well against Karimbach, if you played well against Meritim, I know we're going to Braga. I know we're going to play against a good team. But they, for God's sake, they didn't even qualify for the Europa League. So why? Well, you have to respect your, your opponents. I understand that. But I think we gave them too much respect. I don't know what kind of message Pazeta gave to our team, but that they couldn't put a play together. The midfield was just done. There was mm-hmm. no connection between the midfield and our offensive line. We played the English way, long balls. And we yeah. we don't have – Montero is pretty good holding the ball, but he's not that fast. I mean, Nani is fast, but he's kind of not the Nani he used to be. He's not going to sprint 100 yards in, in, in 10 seconds like he used to do in the past. So we lost the game in the midfield because we couldn't construct plays to furnish, to, to create opportunities of goals. And that, we did well against Karambak, so-so. We did well against Maritimo. And then against Braga, I saw a team that was afraid. And that's, that's on the coach. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of message he gave to the players but players shouldn't shouldn't feel that oh vamos jogar contra o Braga lá no Braga ai meu Deus why it's still same same pitch than Alvalade same dimensions same measurements same goals it's just more fans of Braga but it's still the same pitch I don't I I, I don't I don't really get it I think it's a, a psychological thing more than than skill set because you look at our team. Most of our players, they play for the national teams. This is players with quality we have. And like I said just two seconds ago, they played well in the league up against Karambag. They played well against Maritimo. I don't know why they shut down against Braga. And in this case, it was Braga. But even the, the tie against Bifika and lose, it was uh, we tied by luck. We, we, we could have lo- lo- lost the game easily. But it's 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 the coach not preparing the, the team uh, psychologically well. That that's that's what pisses me off. We only uh, start playing so so when we're losing one nothing. When we're down one nil, that's when I saw the team actually putting some plays together and creating chances of goal. Exception for the one from Nani from a direct kick with his header. That was the only one besides that. But yeah. which was a hell of a save too. Yes, indeed. Uh, but it's a save that you're expecting your goalie to make. Uh, but regardless, you know, to wrap it up, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't like it because mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it looks like it's more the coach's fault preparing the, the players mentally. Uh, you know, like even Giovanni, he was, he was not himself. I mean, towards the end, he almost scored the tying goal uh, inside the box with a great, Great mm-hmm. kick. The goalies made a, uh, pulled a great save. But it, usually when I see him coming in, he just wants to plow everything. Everything he sees in front of him, he just takes over. And that's what I'm expecting from him. I don't want him to change. I don't want him to be more tactical or to be more cautious. I don't want that from him. I want him to be the way he is. Just plow everything in front of you. Go for it, buddy. 
that's that's the way you you become a great player, and that's the way you are. And even him when coming in, he was he was a little bit soft. And um, this loss for me, I'm going to blame it on Pizzo. And it's not because he's not my coach. None of that bullshit. It, it's just because it's on him. This one is on him. It's the message yeah. he's giving the players. It was the wrong message. The wrong setup. Uh, Gudelci and Bataglia didn't work on this game. They couldn't construct any play plays. The, the ball on their feet didn't make any difference. They were just going for low balls. And, and I mean, th that's all I got to say, but I'm a bit frustrated because, you know, Enough of this shit against Braga and Benfica and Porto. Just play your goddamn game. We know how to play, so then play. But you know, if the coach doesn't doesn't give them confidence and doesn't give them the proper tactic, we will struggle every single time against these teams. Every single time. And that's all I gotta say. Yeah, no doubt. Uh Danny, give me your two cents. Yeah, man. Um Listen, it was. It was. I, I guess it's a good match for the neutral. I think it was end-to-end uh, -end stuff, so it would be entertaining for them. It was mad stressful for me, obviously. Um, right. First half, uh, never really. I I still don't think Braga created enough chances to come away with a win in this game. Um, sure, the just scoreline would be a draw, but at the end of the day, we we'd still have to score. And I think a lot of our chances that that we took were either wide or or um, or. Tiago Sa made a made a fantastic save. Um, like for example, like like even uh, Steph mentioned that Nani header coming off a free kick from Bruno Fernandes in the first half, um, incredible save from Tiago Sa. I thought that was going in. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a weird one because it would honestly be spells of domination. Like at first it started with Braga, and then it was Sporting took over, then Braga took over again, and then Sporting took over just towards the end of the half, and then. But it was just that we no one had a foothold on this game, and, and it's a shame because Sporting easily could have. Um, we have the better midfield. They they played with um, Claude Demir in the midfield when typically they have Pedinga. Obviously, they couldn't play him because he's on loan. But we could have easily taken advantage of that. Goyano was was constantly falling. We could have easily taken advantage of that. My my biggest thing with Pizzo is this team lacks identity. And, and, and the biggest thing that he's been relying on is just individual talent. He relies on, on Jovan to go in and do what you got to do to get us a goal. He relies on Nani, do what you got to do to get us a goal. He heavily now is starting to rely on Rafinha, do what you got to do to score us a goal. Um, Bruno Fernandes has a really bad game, especially in the second half, but he doesn't take him off. And against, against Benfica, he took him off for Petrovic, which made no sense at the time. It's just certain things that I don't understand. Another thing was before the goal was going in, you can see our midfield was getting tired. You can see Nani was no longer being Nani after the 60th minute. Bless him, he's 30-something. The guy needs his rest. We could have easily thrown in Jovan for half an hour, having Jovan and Rafinha on the wings. Instead, no, let's wait it out. And only when Paraka scores a goal do we make a sub. And then he takes out Montero, who was actually doing well in the build-up play, like we've been mentioning. For Castaños. Right. And once he did that, we lost possession of the ball. We were depending too much on on, on just pumping balls in the box uh, that were going nowhere because Braga has two like towering center backs. He throws in Diaby in the 86th minute, which I don't understand what he expected. What does he expect Diaby to do in five minutes? Because that's the second time he's thrown him, or third time he's thrown him in in the last whatever minutes for no reason, just to basically burn time. Um 
it, it's just frustrating. And then, you know, Bruno Fernandes will have shots where he doesn't have to. Um, uh, Andre Pinto, who I, I like a lot. I think the only mistake he made that game was for some reason he decided to show Diego Souza inside rather than outside. Luckily, it was an easy shot for Solanta to save. But nonetheless, I, I, what are you like? I don't understand what he's doing. The first thing you learn as a defender, as you're a kid, is you show them to the outside. I, I don't. He was he was inviting him inside, and a better striker, that's a goal. And and Salan's been well, been very good, but uh, especially against a guy like Salan, it's a goal, no problem. Fucking. Rafinha would start taking shots from far in desperation. Their goal sort of came because um, uh, Batalha wasn't really tracking back. He was just sort of walking in the box. He should have noticed Andre Pinto going to the guy closer to Salan. He should have um, quickly closed off Diego Souza. Instead, he doesn't. He walks back. Diego Souza gets a free shot on goal. It's a joke of a goal, and it, it could have been easily avoided had our defense been there. But again, going back to Pizzedo, we lack defensive stability. We we lack identity defensively and offensively. The only thing I see Pizzedo doing on this team is insisting his fullbacks to go forward. After that, there's nothing else. There's no instructions on the midfield on what to do. There's there's not really any instructions on whether wingbacks or, or wingers are, are going to come back or not. There's no instructions for Battaglia where to be, when to be, uh, what to be looking for in defense, who to mark specifically, because we could have easily taken certain players out of the game, especially Diego Souza. How there wasn't a man marking Diego Souza at all times is beyond me. Uh, it, it's frustrating to see simple mistakes, uh, and then us we lost because of it. And and again, we I can't really uh, I can't really fault to, like the players from it. Of course, I can you know, bitch and moan about Bruno Fernandes and he deserves it. He's admitted that he deserves it because he's not at the levels that he's at. But, um, you know, towards the end of the game, we needed a goal. Bruno Fernandes lost the ball three or four times in that 80th minute um, for simple plays. Um, not to, and, and before I forget, before our goal, he could have easily passed it to Rafinha. Instead, mm-hmm. he fakes the shot and shoots yeah. too wide. I think if he passes it to Rafinha, Rafinha is easily making that one nothing because he's in front of the goal. Instead, you don't take no marks off, and that's what happened. We didn't score. He didn't pass to Rafinha. We suffered a goal. Um, it's 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 just a frustrating it's a frustrating loss because we could have easily scored two three goals in this game. Um, of course, you know, like I said earlier, Thiago Sa did a really good job. There, there's a reason why he's now starting for Braga, but. It, even still, there's so many opportunities we should have finished, and, and we didn't. It's sort of reminiscent on on George uh, Zouge last year at Sporting with with us missing so many chances. Um, yeah, it's it's just annoying, and 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 I'm uh, just like Steph. I'm putting the blame on Pizzedo. Like I said, we lack identity offensively and defensively, and he's just he's he's banking too much on on individual talent, and, and that can only get us so far. I'm gonna jump in just real quick on that, man. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm done. I, I, I like <laughs> drops the mic. <laughs> <laughs> like the the fact is, we know or we would all agree that these are the type of games that we worried when we brought in Pizzedo would happen. Like Pizzedo at this time of his career, you know, this is not even the Pizzedo that first picked up Sporting when he first got to Sporting. You know, what was that like ten years, twelve, fifteen years ago? The, that Pizzedo was young, was motivated was excited to to show and be someone. This Pizzedo is conformed. This Pizzedo 
is um, okay with what people seem to think about him and expect of him. And he's the type of Pizzato with these kind of tactics that are going to be good for the games that have no expectations, no zero expectations, zero worry, just kind of go out there and, and, and do your thing. And if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. Like, I I didn't trust him for the Benfica game. I didn't like what he did there. I'm very disappointed in the Braga game. And I fear that any of these big deciding games going forward, whether it's the Portuguese league, uh, Liga Europa, Taça Portugal, Liga, Taça da Liga, whatever it is, but as long as it gets important and, and, and it starts to matter and count, I don't trust him, man. And I, I, I wonder what you guys think overall, but I think what we see is what we're going to get, and we're hoping for a lot more that than what is actually going to happen. And I don't think it's going to happen with Pizzato in this Braga game. Really pissed me off for that matter. The guy just seems totally content with just letting the game play out and then just letting it unfold the way it, it unfolds. He, he doesn't actively try to change the outcome of the game, which is what a coach should do. I don't think he has any idea what the hell he's doing in the first place. So my biggest thing, and honestly, you got to give Braga credit, and I think it starts with their head coach. I think Abel Abel Freda is a he's he's a coach on the come up easily, one of the best coaches we have in the Portuguese league. And I think the way that he assembled his Braga, especially in the midfield, um, playing a high line against us, we didn't know what the hell to do. Pesedo had no idea what to do at all whatsoever. He had no answers, and then. Um, I don't know why Diaby's coming in, like Danny said, in the 86th minute when, you know, apparently he's the fastest player um, in the Portuguese league. Why not give him 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Jovan Fernani in like the 60th minute. I mean, this is it, this is just common sense to me, and I don't understand how he doesn't see it. And I don't know why the hell Castanho is just still on the team because I felt like we were playing with the man down when he came in. Yep. It, it, it's, 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 it's bloody ridiculous, to be honest with you guys. Um, but, but it is our first loss of the season. Okay. It is our first loss of the season. We were going to drop points and it was a tough away match against Braga. It's not like, you know, losing against, you know, one of the bottom teams, you know, Braga look good this year. And I, and I think it, it has a lot to do with a bell, which brings me to my next question for you guys. Would you guys take a bell at Spartan manager next season? Yeah, if I had to choose between like Abel or Pizzato, absolutely. I mean, Abel at least a knows os cantos da casa. But more importantly, I, and you know what? Let me repre- go back on that. I'm not a guy who really cares too much about whether a guy knows os cantos da casa or not. Sometimes it actually is more beneficial when you don't know what's going on there. But sure, he knows it, so that's a perk. But more importantly, he has more motivation. I mean, he has everything to gain by doing well at a Spartan or a Braga like he is now. Pizzato doesn't yeah. really have anything in the game. Like, if he does really well at Spartan, like, great, okay. But no one else is going to suddenly go and get him to go coach a team in, in another top tier in Europe. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd take him back 100%. But if I'm being honest with you guys, I think JJ is going to come back next season. That's my prediction. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I would take JJ back right now. Over Pizzato because at least JJ, as frustrating as he can be. Now, if if a president came in and said, you know what, George Zeus, you're going to deal with who I put out the table. Like none of this, like 40, 40 signings per year and 40 let goes. Um, George Zeus at least has motivation that we can see in him. He We can agree that he hates losing almost as much as he loves winning. And I I, I don't see that with Pizzato. I see Pizzato just being like, o pau bem mandado, like just 
do what you're told, smile where you need to smile. And, you know, you're not pissing off the president behind closed doors or in front of the camera. And, you know, you're good to go. You'll get a three year contract and you'll be fine. Yeah, no, nah, I don't want JJ. Um, yeah. Just I based would, on some of the comments he's made this offseason. Yeah, for sure. And even still, it's uh, – and I don't like to put like money at the end of the things because at the end of the day, we don't see it. And if Spartan can afford them, you know, who cares? My thing more with JJ is, you know, for $6 million, how can I put this? For, for whatever we're paying Pizzetta, which is definitely not $6 million, we're getting at least more attacking threats where – we're, we're pushing forward a lot more than we are with JJ. Um, you, you know, we're, we're upset after one game with Braga, and, and I've been here complaining about Pazedu probably since day one because we do lack identity. And I think with JJ, we definitely had that identity. But I, I would still, I would rather, and I'm not even a huge Abel fan, but I would rather have Abel than JJ. I would rather have Sijas than JJ. I would rather have Miguel Cardoso than JJ. It's just the, for the three years, he gave us one good one. Well, yeah. If, if I, I and I and I'm sorry if I got that wrong. If I no, had no, no, for sure I, one or the other, I would probably still go JJ. But yes, if JJ is at the bottom of my list amongst the guys that you just mentioned, for sure, I totally agree with you. I, I would probably even keep Pizzetto over over JJ to be honest. Um, again, and I don't like putting the money thing, but okay, one for money because for six million, I don't think he's going to do that much better than than Pizzetto. And that's my big thing with JJ because because we've seen him for three years and um, he had one hell of a squad that okay didn't win the league. Uh, maybe up to us. Maybe you know things will come out later and, and we'll really <laughs> understand why. But also the other two years were horrible. Let's not forget that second year. Horrid, that second man. year was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Hor- horrible. And, and you know, some of the, some of the transfers that came in, whether it's up to him or not, um, I, I think now, it, now, now it's a bit more evident that maybe it was, as you see, Verandes was trying to get, or at least there was rumors of him trying to get Rui George in for the scouting department. So that makes me believe that maybe JJ's team had a had a lot to do in terms of scouting. Um, so you know we the likes of Castaños, uh, Dumbia, you know JJ had a few good signings. I'm not saying he didn't, you know Bruno Fernandes and stuff like that. But I think just overall, I think JJ is just too much more of a headache for us. And and um, the only good thing with Pizzetto is he's clearly a transitional manager. He did that at Porto before. Conceição came in, I believe. He did that at Braga before Abel came in. So I'm yeah. hoping. So I'm hoping he's doing that, and I'm yeah. hoping. Well, not I'm hoping. I understand he's doing that here because he only has a one year contract. But I hope the transition happens quickly. Whether whether we go on to win or not, uh, and I hope we definitely win a lot more than we lose. And I hope we. And comes January, we lose maybe one or two games at best. Hopefully none. But even then, I hope Verandas opens his eyes and realizes, okay, this isn't really a winning formula. This is banking on individual talent. We need to grab a coach that can maybe get the best of all of us or all of the team. So, uh, man, it's 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 tough because I feel for the guy. I kind of like Pizzetto, but as a coach, he is, he is like we've been saying, he's past it. He's, he, he, he has, he's, he just has something. He, he lacks something that the majority of managers in Liga Naj has. Luis Castro at least has, you know, an ability to work with a defense. Uh, Abel Ferreira, we've been singing his praises here. Conceição and even Rui Vitória. Pesedo doesn't compare to them. 
And it's a shame because he's in the the one of the best teams in the country. So it, it's 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 we deserve better. No, I agree with you guys. Now I don't know if you guys saw a couple of the overreactions on Twitter after the game, but one of them I saw was the season's over. Do you guys think after one loss, we're three points away from first place? Do you guys see the season being over already? Steph? Um, no, of course not. That's, uh, that's dumb to say that. Um, especially when you play against a team like Braga, we're not playing against uh, whoever says that they have no notion of uh, what, what, football is uh i mean the last games we played against braga it's three defeats two victories two ties so it's been always difficult against them yeah uh, it's it's how it's the only thing that pisses me off it's how we approach each game uh, play to win don't play like i hate to say it, but don't play like pussies mm-hmm. we play we play like oh my god this is uh uh, Bayern Munich or Manchester United or Juventus. No, it's just Spartan Braga mill. Just we have a, 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 good, a good team to beat them, and that's the reason why we lost. We lost because we gave them too much respect. You can respect the team, but go for the win. We only put the, uh, the our foot in the accelerator when we done one nothing. Why didn't we play like that from the get go? <laughs> You know what I mean? We have to lose one. We have to to lose right. one nothing to stop playing well. So then, I, I, I just I would have hoped that Braga scored the, the five minutes in. So then we could have played better in the sixth minute and forward. Uh, but Braga only scored towards towards the uh, the, the sec, mid of the second half, and they should have scored at the beginning of the first half, so we could start playing better. Because all of a sudden, it was a totally different team. When we've done one nothing, and that's the and that's the thing that pisses me off. How can we play well for the last twenty five minutes? What happened to the teams for the last sixty minutes? And and that's and that reflects on the coach ability of communicating with the team. And and um, no, we're not out of the race at all. I mean, whoever said that? I want to see Befica football club board goes to Braga and wins. I really doubt it. Well, Befica will definitely win. No, I mean, I know, I know, I know why you're saying that, but I'm going to give you a scenario. I'm going to give you a scenario. If Braga is running for the title, do you think Befica will win because of what you're insinuating? I'm asking you, Danny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. No, I don't think so. If 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 Braga is in the in the race for the title, Braga's want to win. They're the gonna say team. they're gonna say screw Benfica. We want to win our first title because they haven't won not even one title yet. They're gonna say screw Benfica. I want we want to win this this year because we're in the race for the title. Yeah, so, I mean they're, they're up there. I, I I honestly okay. I I believe they are title challengers as well. I mean they how, how they were one point behind us last year. If I'm not mistaken, or they're three yeah. points because Riwav beat them last year, something like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. So they they were close. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're not title challengers, um, but I think they they definitely put a bit more respect um, in terms of playing. You know, quote unquote respect um, to Benfica and maybe even Porto than they do Sporting. I think they see the way Sporting play big games in the last few years, and I don't think they I don't think we have that fear factor like like. They do. They have towards maybe Benfica. 
Um, I agree with I'm you. Not, I'm not saying that Braga, and I'm not saying Braga can't beat Benfica. I think they can. I think Braga have a wonderful team, and some of it is thanks to us. I don't know why we're sending them Ricardo Isgaius and Wilson Eduardos and now João Pirinha, uh, just to name a few. You but, know, but don't I mean? worry, guys. At least our president now will uh, politely sit beside their president and look good doing oh, it. They can smile together. Oh, fucking almighty. Oh, my God. Uh, no. <laughs> expect to see more. Expect expect to see that for the next four years. And and I'm not trying to make this 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 uh, rhetoric of of an anti Verandas because I hope he does a fabulous job. No, and I think I, I in some terms he's done decent so far. But I think uh, from what Antonio Salvador said about the club in the last three, four, five, six years, I think Verandas needs to. Needs to put him in check, and if the first game you don't sit beside him, you don't sit beside him until things get better. That's that's my opinion on the thing. Oh, I agree anyway. completely, man. It's yep, hundred percent. It's it's, it's, sad. it's it's sad. That's all you gotta yeah. say. Man. Listen, me personally, I didn't I didn't find anything wrong with that. They didn't even talk to each other. Uh, he was watching the game. He was watching the game, and sitting beside another president, it shows a sign of respect. It takes balls actually to do the, the proper thing. If if uh, before Bruno Carvalho didn't want to do it, I understand why. Fine, but you could still be show the pro- do the proper thing, and then behind closed doors, you do what you got to do. I agree. And but... that's that's my take on it. I don't know why no, fans sure. get all riled up. Hey, Shinto Sopedu Salvador. So what? Not my president. It's the same. He's showing crazy. It's so true. He's showing discipline. He's showing discipline, and he's just showing that, hey, we can get along, but it doesn't mean that behind closed doors, I'm not taking care of business. Okay, fair. But it's the same thing why uh, – I actually don't know or can't remember right now if you were upset about it. But it's the same reason why I was kind of upset when I seen um, some of the candidates go watch the game at Befica with the, tribu- the, the tribuna after Luis Felipe Vieira said publicly – I want to go grab some of the players that terminated their contract with Sporting. I see it in the same way because Salvador has attacked Sporting probably just as much, if not more, than Luis Felipe Vieira, and definitely more than Pinta Costa. Okay, yeah, 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 but you got to give him, you got to, Fuderic Verandes, you got to give him the, the benefit of the doubt. He's just begun as a president. So for him, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's uh, basically a, a new game to him. It, he, he starts from squ- uh, square nothing, zero. So for him, it's like, okay, possibly, I don't know, I don't talk to him. But possibly the way the way he's thinking is, you know what, let me give him a chance because uh, I don't know him that well, so let me get to know him. You, you know what he looks like to me, man? It, and, and I don't want this to get carried away. I mean, obviously I'll let Bruno uh, dictate the rest of the show and I apologize, but it literally to me looks like Frederico Varandas is doing like as if he went to Barnes and Nobles, picked up a how to be president, right? <laughs> he picked up a how to be president book for dummies. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Exactly. No, I mean, not to be rude, but like picked up a book of like, how do I become a president? And then went about like, oh, okay, do the right thing. Like be polite. Don't say nothing wrong. Smile at the camera. Make sure your, your players don't hate you. Like, I don't know. I get this impression that he's sitting there and he's going off a checklist of the very minimum things that he knows he needs to do for the media and the rest of the fans at Sporting to literally not destroy him. And that's what he's going off of because he just looks like a deer in the headlights. That's the impression I get with him right now. And I hope I'm wrong. I got to give him a chance. 
But right now, I, I, I don't know, man. He just looks like deer in headlights. And he's just looking like he's filling a void that was left by Bruno Carvalho and just trying to make sure that everybody goes. Like, we can't hate the man. We're not going to love the man, but at least we're not going to hate the man. I, uh, yeah, I think – and my only point to this is um, I, I understand he's starting from scratch. So I'm not necessarily – again, I'm not even so, outraged. So, okay, okay so not, let, wait, me, wait, let, let me just let, mention let me ask you something. What he, well, how was he supposed to do that? Stay in Listen, the bus? Exactly. Stay in the fucking get... bus? Was he supposed to stay inside a fucking bus? No, 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 no. I don't, no, get, no, no. I don't, I don't get Portuguese. What was he supposed to do? He doesn't have to sit beside the guy. Okay, but listen, I to me, to me the, only thing, the only thing I'm saying oh, is I understand he's starting from scratch, so I'm not even upset about that. Steph, breathe, breathe. One sec, Steph, I, one sec, I, Steph. I, I don't see the big deal, seriously. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I, I'm not saying it's a big deal or not. I'm, I'm just, you know, a little upset that he did that. But what I'm saying is I understand he's starting from scratch, but we're not Spodarning from scratch. So I think what Salvador said in the past about Sporting shouldn't be erased out of our memories or out of Verenda's memories, because let's not forget he was a part of Sporting these last uh, eight years, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. L- let's not forget that. I understand you're starting from scratch, but we're not. If he's taking care of business behind closed doors, then I will be the first ones to lift up my hands and say, I'm sorry, Verendes, you had all the reason, Forza. But from what we're seeing and what we can speculate, I don't care if you're starting from scratch. Sporting isn't. Uh, sit beside him. But before the game, you know, even go to the media publicly, say, I don't like the fact that he's saying blah, 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 but I'm here to start a new a new path into our relationship. If he said that, I sat beside him. That's what I like. But yeah. I think this little too quiet in the media and 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 just sitting beside them being buddy buddies, uh, I don't like it that much. I'm, I'm, with Maritimus president, Forza, because Maritimus president was more personal with Bruno Carvalho that had nothing to do with Sporting. So I can care less. I'm going to agree but, with you. So you want him to what? You want him to pick and choose who he's supposed to sit with? Nah, Stefan, basically... Okay, so, so he picks and choose. Who's veio aqui o Aves? Avalad, I'm going to stay with him because I like him. But tomorrow, here comes the guy from... Uh, from uh, uh, Bulnes, I don't like him that much. So no, I wait, 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 that's that's been a fucking me, child. That's been if, a child. If we're sit, no, to me, it's if we're gonna sit beside those who treat us badly, we put them in check first. Exactly. We put them in check. What? This yeah, is a little I, bit. I, of a game I know, but but he, he, listen, he's trying to do the proper thing from the get go. He became the president what two weeks ago, I believe. I got that. Okay, the most two weeks ago. Yeah, so, yeah, two three weeks. Yeah. Okay. No one is saying he erased anything that Salvador said. I remember exactly what Salvador said. You remember, Bruno remembers, Nanda remembers, most Portuguese do. But what he's trying to do is basically give everyone a fair chance. Okay, let's put our relationships uh, in good standing and, and let's see if we can work together. So when do we say enough is enough? We sound like fucking the Palestine and Israel now. Like, we're not going to make fucking peace never again because you said something wrong about my club uh, a month ago when we also said the, uh, wrong stuff about Braga two months ago. Defending so, us, though. Okay, it, that's good. And then they defend themselves. It, it went back and forth. I don't know the, uh, the, the, one, the point of origin when it started, but many years ago, even with uh, Juan Rossi possibly and Sosa Sintra and other presidents. But all I'm saying is, so when do we say, what's wrong about taking the, the first step and say, hey, vamos reatar as relações? And then from that point on, if he fucks him, 
while he's the president, then I understand. But I don't see anything bad by trying to reatar as relações com o clube, which could benefit us later on if we maintain a good relationship with a good club, uh, very strong in the north of Portugal. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes people, they struggle in, in uh, oh, oh, let's stop with the nonsense and let's, let's, let's you, look for I, Pete. I agree But, with both of you guys, man. I, I, I think that... It sounds like religion now. Religion and, um, and Palestine and Israel. Oh, now, for the snooker minds, why say they should have the path for the peace? Why? But why? No, dude, I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying and with, with uh, what Danny's saying. I think that to satisfy all or the majority of Spartanguistas in this situation... He could have easily come out and said something along the lines of listen. He did actually. You guys don't just don't feel record in the joke in detail, but he did. But not like, not to the level of admitting that oh. not only Sporting but Braga were both responsible for where the relations were at the moment. And I think that if he emphasized that a little better, if he had reiterated, listen, but I'm gonna did. go ahead. But he did. Ele falou que é, é bom ter uma boa relação com o Braga e com todos os outros clubes. Ele disse isso. Sim, mas... Tá mas, bem, mas, mas eu não estava a falar mas eu não estava okay, a falar okay. do passado. Mas, mas, mas o que é que eu fizesse? Fizesse como Presidente da República e marcasse um... Olha, vai ser hoje, às, às 8 da noite. Não, não, não. All I'm saying is... And I see... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that that was said in a very broad term. Like, obviously, we all want ideal situations in an ideal world to have perfect roles and perfect relationships with all our clubs and their presidents. But what he could have done, he should have done, in my opinion, is emphasized a little better. Hey, listen, you know, Braga, under Antonio Salvador's leadership, has disrespected Sporting countless times. However, Sporting, under a previous president, also didn't act the most appropriate. So I'm going to take this opportunity okay. right now to okay. go ahead and end that and start new new terms, new conditions, and a new future. He kind of just went the whole broad, like, hey, man, let's have a great relationship. Okay. No, like, okay. That's, that's, to me, okay, to me my biggest thing is he's being too friendly. So, Nando, I'm well, yeah, he gave up Polina. I'm going to tell you something. Nando, I'm going to tell you something. I'm Antonio uh, Salvador. Uh, eu ouvi os comentários do, do presidente de Sporting, Frederico Varandas, mas o que é que ele está a dizer? Quem me provocou foi o Bruno Carvalho. Eu falei que que falei para defender o meu clube. That's what he's going to say. Mas foi o caralho. Okay, mas foi o caralho. Não, não. 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 Não, Assim ficamos contentes de estar na guerra, na merda. É, pronto, está fixe, está tão pronto. We'll never move forward if somebody doesn't, have, doesn't take the, the, the step forward and say, you know what, what about if he had this conversation be, between closed doors, between him and Antonio Salvador? I said, and I said, if, he, if, yeah. if that is the case, I'm the first one to throw my hands up and say that's a good job then. And, and I'm pretty sure they, went, they, 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 they had time to talk to each other before the game. And maybe not after the game because we lost. And I'm pretty sure Frederic Varandas queria said Pirar because after you get defeated, you, you don't want to be there. But I'm pretty sure he had a chance to talk to him maybe for an hour, two hours, or three hours. And maybe they said, hey, let's iron these issues together and, and uh, let's work it out. And why do we need to know that, defense? I don't need to know that. The, the, thing, the problem with defense is we want to know everything. And sometimes... When we know everything, we fuck it up even more. I think I think in, in a case like this, it wouldn't hurt for us to know. 
It wouldn't yeah. hurt for him to say, you know what, we talked. Um, yeah, the things that were said in the past when they uh, hear the moment with a different president, blah, blah, blah. Things are better now. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. Sabes o que é que isso chama? Para entreter os tolos. Pronto, é só para a gente estar todos contentes. Ah, sim, está bem. Assim, ah, sim. To me, yes, because I'm a, as a socio that that was been hearing shit about from Salvador, I would like to know that, hey, you know what, we had a chat about this, you know what, we're going to move forward, blah, 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 blah. Whatever has to be said, just said. For, to me, that's better than standing quiet and sitting beside him because those that don't like Braga or Braga's president get upset those that are in favor of Verandas and, and or not in favor of Verandas but those that um, voted for him no, no 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 I'm not even talking about that because I didn't vote for him but I'm in favor of Verandas doing well so it's not really for that what I'm saying is is you know those that maybe against Bruno Carvalho or, or like you're saying don't want just want peace and you know everything to calm down and it's a fresh start you know people with your point of view I think will then attack the other ones and then there's that that causes that instability that I've been mentioning For the past few weeks, I think if you just come out of the clear with small issues, because this isn't anything huge, but with small issues like this, listen, we talked, we're trying, we're going to move forward from what was said. To me, that's better than me but, watching the game, the camera flipping, and I seeing him beside him. But that's Danny, the only thing to me. But Danny, he did say that. that but but it, wasn't, it wasn't exactly to the T of we talked about what was said in the past. It was more of, you know, we're going to, we're going to, I'm trying to so, have friendly so, relationships so. with everybody. So and that's fine because no, we've been we've been he, saying about a good manager. I wouldn't was, mind them back at sport. He was put on the spot by the journalists, and then he did say, "Listen, a, a minha a minha função é dar bem com todos os presidentes, incluindo do Braga." He did say that, but it's just us Sportingista. He just didn't say the way we want him to say it. That's the problem with Sportingistas. It's never oh he said it, but not the way I would like him to say it. Anyway. I, I get that, but I, I, I still okay. Pronto, yeah. Para a próxima vez a gente tem que mandar um e-mail a dizer exatamente como a gente quer que diga as coisas. Epá, eu entendo. A gente perdeu. We didn't lose the game because of him. We talk about the game. We lost the game because Peseiro is a pussy. Is a you know. So me, I didn't see anything wrong with him sitting next to the president of Braga as long as. It's good to have good relations with everybody. I don't know. This is why I'm not surprised when I see clacks do Braga de Sporting or the Porto de Benfica or Sporting com a Benfica. Sometimes when they cross paths, they fight each other. That comes from the top. If you don't get along, it trickles down like a domino effect. But if you get along on top, it gives good vibes to all the clacks. Some, most. Some of them, of course not. But so, so that's, that's the way he's looking at it. How, when do we start cleaning our football league in Portugal? It starts from the presidents. If, if, if nobody takes a step forward, then it, it'll be the same shit as it is now. I mean, do you guys know, know who, who Cabral is? First name? There's a lot of Cabrals in the world. O Nuno Cabral? Aquele guy que é Okay. This fucking guy just made a phone call fucking a week ago, and he's still trying to help Bifika out. He has no shame, this guy. Paul, Paul Gonzalez was, on the B, was watching the B team play. So, so this guy made a phone call, you know, and, and uh, the, the referee of that game reported him to a federal sample to kids. Illegal. 
And then they they question him, why the fuck are you calling the referee of this game? So the referee was proactive. But that's what's that that's the thing que eu estou preocupado, não é a relação dos presidentes. É what are we doing to clean the Portuguese soccer? Essa fantasia e fantasiadas e presidente deviam, não se deviam falar um com o outro, não sei mais quem, não sei mais quem. That's fair de ver. Também não estava a dizer mim, assim bem. Isso a mim não me entretém nada, meu. Eu quero é que o Sporting ganhe, que seja campeão. And then if we lose like yesterday, we lost. Because, it wasn't because of the referee. It's not because Verandes gets along with Antonio Salvador. It's because our coach sucks. He sucked for that game, and I hope it was only that game. Yeah. yeah, fair enough, guys. And I'm sure as the season goes on, we'll have more uh, discussions of Verandes moving forward. And I just feel like every little thing he does is just going to be um, maybe over-exaggerated or, I don't know, taken the wrong way. But I definitely think... Um, the man is not saying much. That's the problem. Because he's right. not saying much, he's being criticized. <laughs> right. Yeah. So imagine when he opens his mouth. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we'll monitor that. But guys, let's move on. Let's move on um, from this game. <laughs> Let's move on to the uh, to to the uh, modalities, which I'm going to turn it over to uh, Danny, and Danny's no, going to get Steph, Steph. It, Steph. Steph, I'm sorry, Steph. I'm going to give it over to Steph for the modalities, and he's going to uh, go ahead and tell us all and everything over what happened over the weekend. Okay, so for the modalities, we had some good stuff and some so-so stuff and some bad stuff. Uh, Mark Sagas, um, he became actually. Uh, in charge of uh, our cycling uh, section, uh, Mark Chagas, if you guys don't know him, he won the, uh, the the Tour of Portugal for Sporting back in the days. So he's a well-known figure among the Sportingistas. Mm-hmm. Um, the under-23 team won today for one against Portimonense. I actually, I did see the game. I, I was off today and I, I put some videos on our Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ladies won a very difficult game against Football Befica. They have no association with Befica. They're independent uh, because the, the Befica ladies, they do have a team in the uh, second division now. Um, okay. But this team is it's, uh, it's a pretty good team too. And they've been getting better and better each year. And uh, we won one nothing with a, a, goal from our, a, a goal from our girl, Caroline Baldwin, at the 85th, 85th minute. So she redeemed himself uh, from the penalty kick, kick missed uh, in the uh, Super Cup. Um, so congrats, Caroline. That was a great goal. Uh, the Okin Patins, we won against Sporting Tumar at home for the uh, uh, Trump uh, trophy. So we kept the trophy at home. It's like a, it's, it's a internal um, uh, trophy, like who sing Lynch. It's our trophy. So it was just a, a, a tournament. It was not an official uh, trophy. But we kept it at home. We went 3-2. Uh, futsal, the second round, we won 7-0 against Pinheirense. Um, under-17, Juvenis, we won 6-2 against Sintrense. Under-15, we won 1-0 against AC Santarém. And ball, great game. I, I don't know if you guys watched it. Yeah. I did. Against uh, Medvedik, 
Que é gol no fim, meu. Oh, yeah. Against Olha This is the champion of Russia. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so it's not a bullshit team. It's a very good team. We won away 23-22 with an amazing goal from Carlos Huesga, which actually follows us on our Twitter account. So that's this guy is amazing. Um, if you want to see the goal, just go, go to our account. You'll see it. Uh, under 19 juniors, we lost away in Tundela, one nothing. Uh, Kickbacks and Tiago Santos became world champions of under 19. Uh, under 23, that was uh, the game before today's game. We we tied at Cova de Pirat 0 0. Um, and the, the goalie was amazing. Uh, Joyce Anacora is Italian. He was the MVP of the game. He saved everything. We could have won like 6 nothing. This guy was just on fire. Uh, racing, uh, RC5. Um, we were champions of Portugal. We won the race in uh, Amarante. Cycling, Alexandre Mark won the Tour of China. Tri triathlon, João Manso became the champion of Portugal. And then last but not least was Infantis. Uh, they went to Spain and the uh, Cidade Talavare La Real, and we won 2 nothing against Betis, and uh, we brought the trophy back to, to Lisbon. That's it. Fair enough, Steph. Thank you for the recap. And, guys, before we end the show, we have a game Saturday at home against Maritimo. Give me your predictions. Nando, I'll let you go first. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I think Sporting needs to come out and uh, show a huge turnaround instead of what they just showed against Braga. So I'm I'm hoping and expecting that uh, we do so. Um, I think we are more than capable of doing that. So I expect Sporting to win. I don't know something along two zero. Is, is, I'm okay with. I'm I'm obviously okay with a one zero. But I think two zero is probably the end result. However, I'm very cautious in how we're going to get to that. I think that a Sporting, we, we as Sportingistas ourselves struggle with the issue of being temperamental, depressed fans, this, and the other. And the team has been dealing with that for a long time. So I, I worry that we're going to come out flat. Balls aren't going in. Maybe we're not creating chances. Maritimo gets a quick goal. And then we end up uh, struggling to even tie the game or win the game at the end. So I'm hoping for the best. I'm expecting us to win. I'll say 2-0. But we got to be very, very cautious because right now, following that 1-0 loss, not looking too good. This is the type of trap game, if you will, where Spartan can come out flat and sure. actually end up having two bad games in a row. Yeah. Danny, give me your uh, prediction. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Nando. I hope it's a, it's a 2 nothing win. Um, you know, it's always good to play a game not too far after you lost one. So I hope, um, hope the boys are up for it. I hope they, you know, levantar a cabeça. Because you know we only we only put our heads down when it's to kiss the badge, and um, yeah, I, I hope I hope we get a good reaction out of them. So a two nothing win. Steph, what's your prediction? I think it's going to be a three nothing. Um, we we're just gonna they're just gonna prove to us that they they are a great team. Um, so I think it's going to be three nothing, and I'm expecting more uh, to be a little bit more conscientious with your rotation because we're going to have a busy, busy schedule coming up soon, like mm -hmm. uh, a game every three days. Yeah. So, the next Thursday. Yeah. Yes. I guess, so, yeah. Exactly. So if we have a good ride back, como 
como o Cabral, why not put him in? You know, yeah. so so if we have a good midfielder like Wendell, why not put him in? He's gonna have to do a better rotation because towards the the end of the game, uh, the Braga game, I saw some players getting tired and and uh, uh, like missing some plays that usually they they get them, like they they didn't go back all the way, couldn't make that cut alleviation and and that shows like oh this guy looks like he's exhausted tired so if we're going to win this game three nothing because we had the whole week to rest uh, we uh, had tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then we play saturday so i'm going to go with 5-0 oh tech for you i'm going to go so with 5-0 5-0 com cinco gols do castagnos <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell you what, if Castanius, if Castanius, I'm buying his jersey if he ever scores a goal in the league. If he scores five goals, I'll go to, I'll go to downtown New York City and I'll run around the, the, the Square Garden and all naked. Bro, if he scores, so guys, we can mark one goal este ano, I'll buy his jersey and be like, fuck it, it's worth it. <laughs> hey, you know what? If he scores three and Jefferson scores two, Ei, meu. Aí já é, o, já é um party do caralho. Ei, meu. <risos> <risos> eu não consigo segurar a bola, meu. Não, meu. Oh, meu Deus. Quando eu vi ele entrar, eu estava like, oh, meu Deus. Bro, that, that literally is depression when it happens. Yeah. I don't think a Sportingista oh, ever smiles at that. He's literally Petrovic on offense. Essentially <laughs> <laughs> what he is. You have Petrovic. Like, that's crazy, man. It showed a sign of desperation from Pizzeiro. Like, he, he, he just, when he put Castanhas in, I'm like, o gajo está desesperado mesmo. For Montero is what got me, but okay. Right, yeah. For, right, exactly. But, um, yeah, guys, hopefully Saturday um, we can put this Braga loss behind us and hopefully we can start the month of October right. Because I think it actually is on the 1st of October. No, it's already on the 4th. No, no, still September. The good thing is, is Jean Dams of Azer Quantas. So Sporting is only three point back uh, first place. So it's not bad. Yeah, exactly. It's still early on. So one loss against a good team, you can't fault that. You know what sucks, though? Like jokingly, but not joking. Like I was sitting at work and I had just finished turning off the game. And I go back to my seat and I like pull out. The, the, the schedule, I'm like, caralho, estamos três pontos behind. That's not bad. We're still in this shit. It's like all of us are so used to always doing contas, and even though it's so early in the season, but it's, like that's the sporting way. You know, you know, the thing is, the thing is, and uh, uh, the thing is, losing against Braga won nothing. Is acceptable. No, it's not that it's acceptable. It's how we lost. That's yeah. Kind of how sucks. But in the, at the end of the day, losing at Braga is not like we're going to sit here and say, oh, my God, how did that happen? It's not like, you know, Braga is running for potential Champions League placement, maybe even more so. I mean, it is what it is. It's like if we lost at Porto and Befica, we'd be pissed off, of course, but we wouldn't be sitting here as pissed off as if we lose next week against Maritimo or something like that. Braga is good, yeah. but not that good. Only it takes is a couple of the key players to get hurt and Jaton Fudic. I still think their defense is nothing special. I think their defense was a lot better last year. I'm telling you, Braga no es nada especial. If they have the A team, they'll be a good competitor. Yeah. A, a few key players, they shit. I'm telling you. But what concerns ah. me the most again, I'll say it again, it's not that we lost against them. It's how we lost. lost. Yeah. It's right. that's because the we're not, 
we're not producing in the midfield. We're yeah, not yeah. producing yeah. plays. At the end of the day, nós somos Sporting Club Portugal. Eles são Sporting Club Braga. Because and, we was... played, and we played eye to eye with them. That's not supposed to happen. In my eyes, that's not supposed to happen. So, so eu sou Sportingista. If, if, se, se um gajo de Braga, um adepto de Braga se meter comigo, eu só digo assim, ouve lá, we have 22 titles, 16 taças de Portugal, 8 supertaças, uma taça da Liga e uma taça das taças. O que é que vocês têm, caralho? E não falar dos modernidades. They're going to hit you with a... Mas nós temos o caralho do Benfica aí. Eles falam dos títulos do Benfica, meu amigo. Então. Bro, and I'm from the Braga area, bro. I'm from that Braga area. And that shit is so true that it's sickening. It's not okay, even like a bit. So, it's not even so just I'm a joke. So I'm going to send you something that you're going to rub it on their faces. Do you know they were an affiliation of Sporting? Yeah. Sporting Braga. Yeah, back in the days, eles eram uma filial do Sporting, you know that. Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. But that they was when they still the, had Their flag green. was green and white, their, their flag. Yeah, and then they changed They changed their colors because I think the guy wanted to implement it like Arsenal, like be the Arsenal yeah. of England, I believe. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. their history. Some but, knowledge. Pai, eu tinha vergonha de ser adepto Braga, sinceramente, porque eu... O Guimarães é o maior clube lá do Norte. Lá do Minho, because... Ser de Braga é ser de Benfica. We all know that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Eles são capazes de dizer assim: eu antes quero que o Braga perca para o Benfica ser campeão. São capazes de dizer isso. But that's what I was no coming out of my mind, bro. No doubt. That's exactly what they are. That's exactly what they are. And I agree with you, Danny, because the last I'm going to read up the, the, the last course: uh, Braga, Benfica, Liga Nós, uh, uh, which was 3 uh, 1, Benfica 1. Yeah. Uh, uh, na taça da Liga 1-1 one, one. Benfica Braga em uh, uh, 2017 Benfica 1-3-1 uh, yeah. Braga Benfica Benfica 1-1 nothing Liga nós em 2016 Benfica 1-3-1 Super Tasca de Oliveira Benfica 1-3-0 they've been winning against Braga for, for I'm going to tell you how many games in a row 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah, I have to agree with you. For 10 games and in a row, Benfica wins against Braga. That's a huge coincidence. The last time Braga beat them, October 26, 2014. Yes. Back in uh, the Back in the yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and listen, and then you look at their current record with Sporting, you look at their current record with Porto. It's a different beast. But yes. I hope I hope they prove me wrong when they face Befica. I, I hope they go out, either get a draw or a win, because Forza for them, you know, anything to, to get off points from, from our rivals. But I don't know. If you talk they're, they're, to Befica... They're the North for a reason. Yeah. If you talk to Befica, they'll say, oh, a gente ganhou porque somos melhor que eles. Yeah. yeah. That's what they'll say. No more falarem vouchers e e-mails e tu paida. Isso não. It's no that's fake news. It's no <laughs> no uh, that, that's the thing. I, I ask a allegation. I ask a, uh, a friend of mine, um Benfiquista, so we can wrap it up. I said to him, listen, uh, so the emails are so fake. Yeah, yeah, it's all fake. Yeah, it's all fake. No problem. It's too fake. Okay, so why are you guys so fucking concerned about the hacker? To me, my favorite thing why, is... Why, why do you say... Why are you so concerned about the hacker if it's all fake? Don't be so concerned. Right. And I told them, you know what you should do? You guys should release the true emails then. Show us the true emails. The emails that actually contradict those ones. 
They so yeah. they, they so concerned about nailing the hacker. Why? É tudo falso, mas não tens de preocupar, caralho. So, that's, that's when they admit that there's something wrong with the emails yeah. because they're so involved in nailing this hacker because it, it, there's a lot of truth into it. And they, they only released apparently 20% of, of the emails they have. They, they still have 80% of Befica emails still to be released. Holy shit. That w- this will last until 2050 when I'm going into retirement to Jamaica. <laughs> okay, I'll be right there with you, man. <laughs> And just quickly, because I'm going to say this similar to what Steph was saying, or just add on, because it was on a podcast that uh, that I like. E nós conhecemos, mas não vou dizer o nome porque eles são amigos. Three Tugas. Não, não digo os nomes. São amigos. Three Tugas. And um, one of the things where uh, they brought up how, you know, Benfica said that, you know, these emails have been stolen. So they're admitting that it's true. And the, yeah. the Benficaista said, no. How do you know that? How do you don't know we don't have an ace up our sleeve to show in court? No amigos. They have nothing. Yet they still defend that shit. Yeah. It was asked, Paulo Gonçalves was on the B team. Anything to say to that? No. Why? It's just allegations. Oh, but he's no longer part of blah, blah, blah. Oh, but it's just allegations. Nothing's been proven. Ah, então normal. O Bruno Carvalho pode entrar onde quiser também, não é? It's just some things that I don't understand from certain people. Yeah. From certain facts. Yeah. I had enough beef with them today. I, you know, the thing is, they, they can... I'm not, uh, you know, saying that uh, they should like Befica. Of course, if you like Befica, you should support yeah, your, your team. Forza No is a problem. If everyone is Befiquista, if one's Sportingista, there's no rivalry and there's no, no excitement it's no fun. in the games. There's no fun. My, the problem I have with uh, with a lot of Benfiquistas is they applauding corruption. Yeah. They applauding Lucien Fiera. They know he's a crook. They know. Most of them admitted to me offline, one on one. Yeah, he's in sub. Most of them have admitted to me in person. Epa, eu tenho medo que vamos descer. Because the only solution they have with Benfiquistas is to start fresh. It's uh, ask for early elections. Early election, kick out old. Even, let's say, they're not corrupted. But they dragging the Bifika name in the dirt. Yeah, that alone, it's all over Twitter, too, yeah. now. It, 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 if I'm Bifikista, I want Luis Vieira fora do meu club. Ele, o Muniz, o Pagonçalves já foi. But all these fucking guys are dragging my name in the mud, in the dirt. I want them out of my club. And then... From that point on, the media, Portuguesas, Portistas, everybody else will say, okay, they have a new president, a new administration. So what happened in the past with Benfica, now Luis Fiviera will have to deal with it as an individual, as in court as an individual. So now the Benficistas could, could turn the page and say, well, we have a new administration. They're still going to have to deal with this shit. But now we can, you know, put our chin up and say, hey, we have a new administration. These guys... They clean. They want to clean corruption out of uh, Benfica and uh, the football, the Portuguese football, and Luis Fifier and the other guys. Now they have to fight in court by themselves with their own money because these Benficistas are dumb as a fucking rock. He's using the Benfica money to pay all the fees in court. Everything, every appeal you make, the lawyers they charge money. They're not working for free. Who's paying for it? Benfica. 
Sporting Lisboa e Benfica, que paga as contas todas, meu. That's why I don't get the Benficaistas. Why don't you want early elections? You know that, what? I hope they keep wasting the money, my man. Yeah. I, think, I think they like corruption. That's my take on it. Yeah. yeah. We'll just win, baby, is their motto. And the fucked up thing is I was on a call, literally, that call lasted 40 minutes. Good thing is I got the sale, so it was worth it, but... I'm sitting there and I read your message back and I had to fucking laugh out loud. So I had to mute the call real quick because I read that he's getting his prostate checked. And I said that to my coworker right beside me. I was like, bro, do I look like I got a dildo up there, you know? And he's like, oh, God, I appreciate that email. What do, you, what do you sell? Dildos? Or what do you sell? Yeah, nah, bro. We selling that. Maybe they'll add that to the maybe they'll add that to the comp plan, bro. If they want to add that to the comp plan, I'll out there sell anything they need. Oh, I, th I thought you were selling dildos and testing them at the same time. Nah, you should cash them now. Much, 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 I can recommend it to them if it gets me paid. Uh, are we are we offline, bro? Not no, but still online, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, hey, hey, say good night then. Holy shit! I ignore the last four minutes, guys. <laughs> it's just the uh, it's the explicit podcast. We can we can edit this podcast after hours, man. We can edit. I thought we were offline, man. I'm sorry to the Portuguese. Oh my god, no, man. I'm I'm sure they'll love it. I'm sure they love it. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. The Benficaistas would love it. <laughs> They're gonna call Nana for the elders. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Until next time. Until next week. Either Monday or Tuesday night will be the podcast. We'll announce it. Look. Look out for it on the page, and hopefully we get that victory on Saturday, and we can head into October with a clean slate. From all of us, good night. Have a good week. Forza Sporting. Forza Sporting all day, baby. Viva Sporting. Viva Sporting.